Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mass Day Chronicles episode 22. This week I'm sitting inside the Albright Mayfair with Jojo Cartagena. She's the founder of JoXO Artistry, a beauty, makeup and artistry service in London. Jo has a great service offering including bridal makeup, lashes, makeup tutorials, photo shoot, video shoot makeup. She's done the lot and she's amazing at it. She's worked on the sets of various upcoming artists in the UK and absolutely slayed their makeup. I also happen to know she's an amazing vocalist and her voice is like angels. (laughs) She's also a proud dog mum to a gorgeous little pup called Ollie and their lockdown videos together are hilarious. So without further ado... Thank you so much for joining us today, Joe. Could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, so I am Joe, owner of Joe XO Artistry, based in London. Um, you covered all the bases, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a pretty good introduction. <laughs> I'm so flattered. I'm like, oh. I really do all that. Yes, I do. (laughs) You go, girl. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your dog and what he's like. Yeah, so um, I'm a proud dog mummy um, to Ollie. I got him when he was, I think, about three months old. Yeah, so I've had him for a very long time. He's seven years old now. Um, And he was a gift from my then boyfriend because yeah. <laughs> that always goes well when they get you pets of course you have the pet for life exactly exactly <laughs> and um, yeah lockdown's been really it's been challenging but also fun in some ways because obviously I've been able to spend quite a lot of time with him a um, little bit sad for when I eventually do end up going back to work because I'm going to have to leave him in the house <laughs> um, but yeah we've just been making the most of it really Bless. <laughs> so let's talk about your love for makeup artistry. Has it always been a passion for you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I started out when I was well. I've been doing winged eyeliner since I was like fourteen in school. <laughs> so I'm like a wing liner expert. <laughs> um, and then when I was around like seventeen, I went to beauty school. So I studied makeup and I, like at the time, MAC was the makeup brand to work for. And I applied, I think, twice until I got the job with them as like a Christmas temp. Yes. And that was, yeah, that was life changing because then obviously doing makeup every single day um, was basically like a lot of practice. And I've really managed to hone in on my craft and get a lot better during those times. 
So I'd say those those years were really, really pivotal in sort of making me what I am today. 100%. Um, and it's always good practice to, to work within that environment as well, where you get to meet so many different people, so many different like skin tones. Exactly. And um, it's a great way to kind of like yeah. build on your own skills. So, 100%. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm sure you were fantastic at Mac. And I need to learn how to do a winged eyeliner, so I'll definitely be coming to you. Yeah, I got tutorial. you. I got you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so after that, you decided to create Joe XO Artistry. Why did you branch off and start something for your own? Um, I think after a while, sort of your dream job kind of changes. Um, I'm all about personal growth and self-development. So I think Mac was my dream job at the time. And once I lived out that dream job, I wanted a new dream job so I think it was really important for me to grow my own business to have my own clientele to sort of build my own name um, and create that for myself um, obviously again like not to discredit everything that I learned at Mac because that did help me so much but I just thought it was time to create something for myself by myself 100%. You can, you can kind of like exasperate everything that you've already done. Exactly. And, um, I think you kind of know in yourself sometimes when it's time to just move yep. on and start yep. something different. Exactly. And I'm guessing this was like the best choice you could exactly. have made. Exactly. It was the next step for sure. Yeah, 100%. Did you face any challenges when you kind of decided to start off um, on your own and, and create your own makeup service because I guess you're on your own now yeah. like you don't have anyone to kind of lean on and it's just you so were there any kind of challenges that you faced? Yeah 100% I think one of the biggest challenges for me was battling insecurities um, I think a lot of like small business owners battle that within themselves when they start up their own business it's a lot of insecurities you sort of have to fight in terms of Am I even good enough to be doing this? Why should people trust me? There's other people that do this, but I think they're better than me, so why am I even going for this? But I think it's just a constant journey of self-soothing, reassuring yourself, sort of affirming yourself in those beliefs that, you know what, I am good enough to do this. I am capable enough to do this. Um, and that goes hand in hand with a lot of like self-love and work that you have to do on yourself to sort of battle that. Um, and obviously there's a whole other side of it where you worry about where the money's coming in and drumming up enough clientele but that's where creativity and passion comes in that's where you have to sort of think outside the box as cheesy as that sounds you have to come up with new ideas and I've started to do zoom lessons now and you know you just have to if, if the love and the passion is there you won't stop thinking of new ways to innovate your service. So, yeah. 100%. And we speak about that whole kind of imposter syndrome a lot yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. Like, it's so common yeah. um, with all of us, with yeah. myself, with other small business owners. Mm -hmm. We all kind of face it. But I think that, you know, you really should believe in yourself because if other people are telling you that you're good... Exactly. You know... Yeah, they're not going to just say it for the sake of it. 100%. Like, if people are saying this to you, then yeah. you're definitely, you know, that that's something. That exactly. There must be some truth in this. Yeah. 
because people are not just going to lie just for the sake of being exactly. nice. Exactly. Right? No, it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And I think if you have a good network of friends and people around you as well to be like honest um, and yeah. kind of like motivate you as well, yeah. it kind of gives you that extra push. Extra push. Exactly. 100%. Um, is there any advice you can give to anyone who wants to start a career similar to yours? Would you recommend they kind of like apply to brands like Mac and, and things like that to start with? Yeah, um, I think the the thing that I focused on the most when I was starting out was practicing. So, I mean, you can't blow up if you're not really putting in those 10,000 hours into your craft. When I first started um thinking about doing makeup as a career I practiced on everyone my aunties my cousins I anyone that was willing to give me their time there were a lot of free photo shoots I did for a lot of other brands um and it does come out of your own pocket at the end of the day you're paying for your own travel you're paying for your own supplies but it's all going towards something so you just have to look at the bigger picture so I would definitely definitely say the first thing is to perfect your craft and when I say perfect it doesn't mean that oh now that I've had this amount of experience I'm perfect no way I'm still learning so much in terms of makeup but putting in that time to really you know make sure that when you pick a foundation it's the right shade working on different skin tones making sure that you're a good artist all round and even like finding your own niche um so I would say definitely practice and apply yeah apply for makeup brands because that's where you get the most practice in I would say I don't think I would be this good not to toot my own horn but <laughs> this good of makeup artist if I didn't work at MAC and if I didn't have all those hours of foundation matching and people wanting how to learn how to do their own eyebrows and things like that so yeah definitely put the hours in and work your ass off can I say us? Of course you can. <laughs> Listen, this is this is just a, a conversation between me and you. We can we can say anything we like. Absolutely fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're completely right, and I think definitely starting off by building up some kind of portfolio, yeah. whether that's with family or friends, exactly, it's, it's always like the best way to kind of start and exactly. get those images as well, and then maybe yeah. start social media. This is it. Start putting some of the content out there. Yeah. Have. 100%. So, yeah. Especially in this day and age, I feel like Instagram can double up as a portfolio. Mm. So definitely have good quality pics, good lighting, and um, really think about what's going on in the background. And that's something that I've learned quite recently as well, to have an eye. It's kind of like you have to, I don't know, perfect certain things about having an eye for photography, having an eye for what kind of colours you use, what colours you post on your page. Do you want to post editorial looks? Do you want to post more more brides? Do you want to post more glam shots? Mm. So all of these things really do come into play when you think about building your own brand. You have to think about it in its entirety. Yeah, like you said, Joe, it's, it's your niche. Yeah. Finding your niche and what you kind of want to do and mm-hmm. the looks that you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the kind of people or brands that you'll definitely attract. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good piece of advice. Thank you. <laughs> what is the makeup and beauty industry like? Is it a friendly place or would you say it can get very competitive? I'd probably say it's about 50-50. Okay. Spit in the middle. 
um, I think that I am very lucky that even in my circle of friends that I worked with at Mac, um, where we all have similar goals that we want to achieve, um, like if I can't do a booking for whatever reason, I'll recommend my friend, and they'll do the same for me. Like if they can't do any bookings, they'll recommend me. We all kind of help each other out because at the end of the day, I don't believe success is worth anything if you're not helping anyone else. So um, I think in that respect, I'm very lucky to have a circle of friends who do what I do and who also want to help me and who I can also help. Um, I will say, some t- I feel like in London as well, because it's become oversaturated with makeup artists, I think it's so easy now. Um, I mean, I'm glad that people are pursuing their passions 100%. Um, but it's also made it a little bit more competitive um, landscape-wise to be a makeup artist in London um, because I feel like before there were certain things that you had to do to make it, quote-unquote, in the industry, whereas now you can do a couple of makeup looks on someone and then post them on your Instagram and call yourself a makeup artist. Mm. Um, Whereas I feel like back in I don't want to be like back in my day (laughs) but you had to really really grind like as I said even to get the job at Mac Mm. I was rejected um the first time and then when I actually started I was a Christmas temp and I'd worked so hard to build a portfolio I'd worked so hard but now there's people who don't even really have that much of a passion for makeup going into those kinds of fields Mm. um but that's why you as cheesy as it sounds you have to be true to yourself and you you can't really watch what anyone else is doing you have to stay focused on what you want to achieve and what you're trying to accomplish and what you are trying to do um as opposed to getting discouraged because you can see all these people coming into your field and you know you can cry and you can whine about it or you can work twice as hard it's up to you 100% 100% that's, yeah. that's a boss piece of advice right there exactly um, so yeah it must be difficult sometimes especially with Instagram and mm-hmm. kind of people I guess now with this kind of generation as well like people take whatever they see on Instagram as gospel yeah 100% it's just like y
all across the UK and here and there. Um, my dad even helps me get like a new car so it's automatic to help with my bookings and stuff because when I get shoots that are out of London it's like makes the drive a lot easier so I think now they see what it's become and what I'm trying to build and what I'm trying to graft and it's kind of quieted them a little bit it's shut them up which is (laughs) which is always nice yeah yeah it's nice when they can see the potential exactly exactly because there's a huge potential and I think you know um it's, it's normal that that generation have that kind of old school way mentality. of thinking. Yeah, yeah. mentality. Yeah. But um, I think now they're kind of like recognising, like with the media, what's yep. out there already, they can see that people are in these fields exactly. and they're doing big things. They're excelling, yeah, yeah for sure. 100%. So you, um, what makes you stand out from all of the other makeup artists? Like we spoke about niche earlier. What would you, do you have a niche in particular, or would you say that you just kind of focus on different types of, of kind of um, areas? I think for me, my niche is I'm your local, what, what is it, the Spider-Man tag? Your friendly, <laughs> your friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. I'm your friendly neighbourhood makeup artist. So I think for me, my passion is people as well. Um, I enjoy meeting new people. I've enjoyed meeting you. We had a little bit of a chin wag before this. Um, I really love meeting with people, learning about you know their experiences, and really creating bonds. So I think for me, it's definitely more of my approach to my clients um, that makes me stand out. A lot of people so that sometimes it even ends up turning turning into a little therapy session because I'm so open with talking about mental health Mm -hmm. as well. So I think for me it's about the bonds that I have with people, the bonds that I create with my clients, the the memories that I have with my clients. Um, Especially, I think brides are my absolute favourite, favourite bookings. I know a lot of people kind of shy away from those because it's, an intense time yeah. but you know I, I like to create a relaxed environment so I think yeah bridal bookings I would say are my my absolute favorite because you know you get into their love story and I'm a, I'm a romantic so I love talking about that how did you guys meet and you know <laughs> yeah. just being a part of someone's like special day I think for me it means a lot to me so yeah it's so personal isn't exactly it? So personal. exactly like, you almost feel like you're kind of invited exactly. into their world and yeah. what they have going on at that moment and you just want to do the best you can for yeah. them because 100%. you have a kind of connection you yeah. feel like that empathy if you were in their shoes yeah. How would you be feeling? Right exactly, now? I would want to feel like my friend is doing my makeup. We're having yeah. a little catch up. I'm not nervous because she's my friend, and I feel relaxed. And so that's that's the kind of environment that I like to create. Well, your niche sounds perfect because <laughs> I talk about that a lot on the podcast as well, and that's actually my niche as well mm. with my brand um, mm-hmm. because I think with clients mm-hmm. they they become your friends exactly. and you want to do good for them exactly. and you want to provide a good service yeah. and it's about being personal and yeah. getting to know people and showing genuine interest yes. in what they say 100%. and having those kind of conversations because then people yeah. come away with more than just having their makeup done. This is it. They can come away with 
more confidence yeah to. they can come away with maybe you had a conversation about something and now their mind is at ease exactly maybe they were worried about yep. something so 100%. yeah like you mentioned it is a little bit like a therapy session yeah sometimes. yeah but those are the best kind of moments exactly those exactly. are the most enjoyable moments yeah. in the job and 100%. whatever else comes with it is just a bonus it's just exactly exactly yeah um so you've worked with um a variety of upcoming artists in the uk doing makeup on photo shoots video sets can you tell us about that and some of the people that you've enjoyed working with yeah, um, so I'm actually Lauren Murray's personal makeup artist. So anytime she uh, she was on X Factor, amazing, amazing singer, um, and Miss Jazzy, who's an up and coming Afrobeats artist. So she's super big in Nigeria, and um, I'm essentially both of their personal makeup artists. So every time they have a shoot, every time they have a video, um, I'm their go-to, and I love. Yeah, I do. I do love video shoots. Actually, um, I think it's the whole busy kind of environment, and when there's a lot going on, and there's a time limit. I, I don't know. I get a bit competitive in that sense. Where I'm like, well, what can we recreate? Mm. Um, that'll be like such a good look for this project, mm. and you know what I mean. Like, I, I find I find it fun, um, and obviously because I naturally love music, so that's an added bonus. Just being in that environment. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is a lot of fun, and it sounds again like so cheesy. I'm coming with all the cheesy lines when it's like, oh, do what you, what is it? And I, I get I get them wrong. Um, if you do what you love, you won't feel like you're working or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> if you do what you love, you love what you do. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm making these up either. I'm just like saying. You've got the right idea. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. We know, we can understand each other. We feel each other. Exactly. (laughs) Blame it on the quarantine, guys. It's the quarantine brain. It really is. But yeah, sometimes like, I mean, most of the time when I I do jobs like that, it doesn't feel like an actual job. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And I think when you can blend those two worlds together, that's what, I mean, that's what having a career that you're passionate about is that's what it comes down to yeah it doesn't even feel like work yeah yeah it just feels like exactly they are yeah friends and um yeah the fact that you get paid for it is just it's just like oh okay yeah yeah (laughs) i'll take that yeah (laughs) um do you have a dream artist or a person who you would absolutely love to do makeup for that's a great question. Oh, there's quite a few. Um, I think I would love to do Cara Delevingne because those brows, I would love to get my hands on those brows. And Beyonce, even though that is a <laughs> that is a long shot. Listen, let's speak it into existence That's right true. Now. Let's manifest it. Let's right. manifest it. Um, but yeah, no, Beyonce, oh, just creating a look for a performance would, yeah, that would be something. Because the performances are so creative as well. Exactly. You get free reign. Mm-hmm. You get to do a lot of, like, really different looks. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be a dream. And it is art. Yeah. You know, it is art. It's more than just Exactly. It's art. It's art. Yeah. 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 Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, so you happen to sing as well. Yeah. And you can sing <laughs> very well. 
Is this just a hobby of yours, or is it something that you would think about pursuing? Um, I think when I was, I mean, I studied vocals as well, so oh, I actually went to school for singing, okay. and I I was a vocal coach. Yeah, so I used to teach singing as well, and I don't know. I I worked with a few people um, in the music industry in the in the UK, and I did a couple of demos. Um, I don't know if I would get back into it. I think I would. Um, I think because my boyfriend's like the DJ producer, so I kind of see the music industry from a very I don't know, a very honest side, a yeah. bit too honest. Yeah. Um, I know how much goes into it, um, but I would definitely start teaching it again. I think, I think I would definitely start coaching again. Um, I think the only reason that I don't do do it now is because my place isn't big enough to have a piano. Okay. So that's something that I would want to get into. I used to teach kids. Oh. Yeah, I used to give them vocal lessons. So that is something I think I would want to do on that scale. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I just so think if you're, you're good at something and if you have that talent, then... Exactly. You know, so Why let it go to waste? Yeah. 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 It's but true. your own time. Yeah. You know, there's no rush. You know, you can do it whenever you yeah. feel like it. Yeah. And it goes hand in hand because both of the things that you're interested in are both so creative yeah. as exactly. well. Um, and I think there's a huge demand for yeah. kind of both of those services yeah. as well. it's true. And with a, a whole range of people, yeah. you know, so no, you definitely. pretty much have free range of like... Definitely. So yeah, do let me know um, when you're starting that. I'd love to like promote Perfect. it and tell Aww. people about it. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> now moving on to my favourite part of the show, which is talking about pets. Aww. So you have little Ollie. What breed is he, by the way? So he's a Jack Russell Chihuahua. He's a mix. Aww. Yeah, he's a mix. It's so weird because when I first got him, um. I think we got him for 250 250 Yeah. But now, when I had a look at um, how much those puppies were going for, it, they can go, like, from 800 I think. Okay. 800 to 1000 I think it's because his temperament is, like, the perfect dog if you don't want a massive, like, bigger dog. Because he's got the Jack Russell side where he's really free-spirited, he loves his Frisbee, he's obsessed with his Frisbee. Like, he'll run and he'll chase it, and he's quite playful. But the chihuahua side makes him a little bit more docile and a bit more calm sometimes. So he's not, like, super hyper, but you can actually play with him. Yeah. So he is, like, when I say he's the perfect dog, I genuinely mean he is the perfect dog. Yeah, like, he, he can do no wrong. He's so well-behaved. So well-behaved. So well-behaved. And when he was smaller, when he was a puppy, I could fit him in a bag. So he would just chill in his little bag. I would smuggle him into restaurants. Oh, <laughs> he would just be sitting there and, you know, pass him a chip every <laughs> every now and then, and he's fine. Yeah, he sounds perfect. Yeah. I would love to have a little like Plus, you know, TMI, but the poops are really small, which is even better. Oh, yeah, that's one thing that's yeah. like, mm, should I get a dog? I'm not yeah, sure about no. picking up the poop. But yeah, if, it's, if they're small, then yeah. that's just even better. Exactly. Even better. 
So what is his personality like? Does he have any funny quirks or habits? And how is he with other dogs as well? Is he quite friendly with them or is he quite nervous? Um, so my dog also sings. He, yeah, there's, um, I don't think I have a video of it on my Instagram. I need to upload one, but he howls. So oh. a few. <laughs> like mother, like son. Yeah, literally. Oh, <laughs> Very loud voice as well. So he, he howls, he sings a little bit. And he, um, yeah, he's just super, super calm. Very friendly. Um, actually, though, last week, was it last week? Um, I took him out to Greenwich and we went to Dark Sugars, which is this... Yeah, I love Dark oh, Sugars. Oh, you know about Dark yeah. Sugars. Oh. The hot chocolate. Yeah. yeah. We had a bit of a naughty day out. Okay. And he actually got bitten by a dog. No, yeah, it, in it, the park. It was terrible. No, in the queue. Oh. I was on my phone for two seconds and next thing I hear is like growling and my dog crying and the other dog had like latched onto Ollie and Ollie's Ollie's an absolute sweetheart so he was crying and he wouldn't stop crying I had to pull the other dog off him so I think right now he's a little bit traumatized so when other dogs go up to him he's a little bit wary of them Um, and it wasn't even a big dog it was like the same size as him which was yeah, it was terrifying. Like, I cried and yeah. he was crying. What was the owner of the other dog doing? Well, the owner kind of just stood there. Like, I had to pull his dog off of Ollie. Oh and um, he he ran away. I was going to give him... I wouldn't even say a yeah. talking to. Uh, a piece of your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he ran away. No Because, um, obviously, he knew, like... Yeah, that he had messed up on his part. I'm so sorry. I know. He's fine now. He had a bit of fur missing from his from his side where the dog had like pulled off fur from him. But we um called the well called the GP um GP. Oh god. The vet. The vet. <laughs> this is how much I love him guys. I think he's an actual person. He is. <laughs> but um yeah, so the the vet said to send in some pictures and thankfully they were like, Look, it doesn't look too bad just monitor his you know progress and how it's healing and it's healing up fine so that's good yeah that's one thing i can't stand it's the irresponsible owners exactly exactly like, at least if, if your dog has done something take yeah. full responsibility take for ownership it. of that yeah exactly and 100%. make sure that the other person is okay I'm exactly how exactly how um do you think that your dog has helped with your well-being so far and I mean we were in lockdown mm-hmm. and it wasn't great we were talking mm-hmm. about it earlier like what could you do mm-hmm. go for a walk go yeah. for a drive exactly <laughs> yeah so um how was that time having your dog around with you yeah I definitely think it's helped because even in terms of you know it forces you to go outside and go for a walk and get some fresh air um, I think that's been so so beneficial, and I've I've been quite open with my diagnosis that so I actually have BPD, um, and I've found that having a dog in general really helps with my mood. It helps again um, getting me out the house, and even just as like a he's like a little therapy dog. <laughs> he's like a little therapy dog. So you know when I do end up having bad days just having a little cuddle from ollie like even last night i was feeling a little bit down um so i just got ollie we had a little cuddle in bed and i felt so much better almost instantly so 
dogs really yeah they're, they're the best I mean I'm sure cats are cool sorry I'm on this podcast <laughs> cats are great cats are great <laughs> no but we're talking about your yeah, dog can I bottle your dog yeah because sure <laughs> he eats a lot but <laughs> yeah no he's the best he's the best <laughs> no they are they are um, like little therapy buddies yeah I feel like they sense emotion. A hundred percent. They know. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. Cats are like this as well. So yeah. If you're feeling maybe down, they pick up on sick, how you feel. One hundred percent. And then they'll just kind of in their own little yeah. way come up to you exactly, like, show you affection. You. Yeah. yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> it's honestly the sweetest thing ever. Yes. Do you have any tips for anyone thinking about getting a dog? I think I would say. Definitely get a rescue dog. Yeah, I think my my next dog. Um, I definitely want a rescue dog. Yeah. There's so many dogs out there that don't have homes right now, and it's <laughs> that makes me so sad when I think about it. Yeah. Um, and this whole puppy farming thing that's going on, I don't encourage or endorse or support it in any way. Um, and I I do think because um, I know there's been an influx of people getting dogs during lockdown. Yes really think about your lifestyle when we do come out of this if we do come out of this eventually we will eventually um and just think about you know even having the dog if you if you're prone to working long hours maybe think about that decision because once you have a dog you can't just give it up and um, what, what's that thing a dog is for life not just for Christmas yes and you got that one yeah, right yeah there you we got one we got one a hey. <laughs> dog is for life not just for quarantine so I understand you know it can be a bit boring during lockdown and you feel like you want something to pass the time but you know just really evaluate your lifestyle and think about think of it's something that you can maintain even outside of lockdown and quarantine 100% because I think it's easy for us to get stuck into this moment and yeah. think that this is it and exactly. this is how it's going to be. But remember when you go back to work, remember yeah. if you have like a full-time job that you need to go back into the office Exactly. Some point, and then the dog has separation anxiety. Yeah, and, um, it's so true. Yeah, and it's not nice for them to It's not fair that. on them at the no. end of the day. It's not no. fair on them. And yeah I would I would say just really really think about it yeah yeah and if you are going back to work then of course there's services yeah exactly exactly kind of to take care of your yeah. dog like mine there you go um so yeah think about you know the next steps mm-hmm. take responsibility yes a hundred percent so lastly if our listeners want to find out a bit more about you and your account online where can they find you yes yeah, so i've got my website which is www.joxo so that's j-o-x-o artistry.com and there you can find all my work my price list in case you want to book me i do travel all across the uk and i'm available for a board booking so if you have a wedding abroad or something <laughs> I'm available for that as well um, and my Instagram is at joxoartistry again that's my makeup one or my personal one at joxoartist where I talk a lot about mental health and I get into makeup sometimes as well and 
yeah, have a bit of fun on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great that you have like different platforms as well mm-hmm. because you can do different things on each of them. Exactly. Like you said, talk about the mental health side mm-hmm. on one of them, and then the makeup on the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely, listeners, do check out the makeup one because it's amazing, and I want you to see how talented Joe is. Thank so you. So if anyone needs a service or anyone knows anyone who kind of is getting wedding, having a wedding, sorry, or a birthday or any mm-hmm. occasion, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, get in touch. So thank you so so much. Thank you for having me. It was so lovely to meet you. I've had so much fun and in person. (laughs) Exactly, which is nice. Nice to meet people in person again. Exactly, (laughs) having that connection again with the world. So yeah, no, it's been amazing. So and I'm looking forward to finding out more about your ventures in the future. Yay! Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. Bye. Bye.